0: It's Mike Shope and the
1: Bulldog. Are you talking to yourself versus from some Godfather. movie I've never seen?
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. Have you seen The Godfather, yeah, uh, I hope?
1: Uh, once or twice. It's Mike Shope. I did not see it until my 30s, but then I became obsessed with it. And the Bulldog.
0: I've never been obsessed with it, so I don't know it well enough to have Ooh. picked up on that.
1: I did not care for The Godfather.
0: What? Did not care for The Godfather.
1: I, I don't think it's a movie just like, oh, it's good. Godfather, yeah, I saw that. was good. It was good. The Godfather, I saw that. I liked
0: it. Like, that, that's just sort of You didn't really see I, it. I'm not, no, I, I'm not in the way of it being an all-time great. I never got obsessed with it. Explain yourself. What didn't it, you like about it? It insists upon itself.
1: It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. It's not personal.
2: It's strictly business.
1: On WGR Sports Radio 550. Find that over at uh, Paramount Plus, by the way. The Godfather series. I think even the third one is watchable. I think that's an unpopular opinion. That movie gets. Uh, that movie was panned.
0: Panned is what you wanted. Panned. Good. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> what do you think, Jimmy Garoppolo, as uh, Allen's backup? <laughs> next year you you figure out the suspension you know you deal with that and then you slot them in probably, any interest
0: could probably do worse i suppose
1: do we are, are we at a point i just want to ask this <laughs> i just want to ask this i just thought of it and i'm i'm happy because i felt like most the, for most of the day i'm off next week and my brain already took off as as left my brain has already so on eat. the on the trip <laughs> and i'm sitting here not using it For a while with Allen, it hasn't ever been the biggest conversation, but who should the backup be? Mm -hmm. And the Bills' moves there have made sense. Guys with experience, you know, you have a Super Bowl contender. If you were to lose him, somebody that you could maybe believe in that could get you home. Um, And, you know, they haven't really needed it. Like Allen has stayed on the field, so Trubisky, Kyle Allen – Matt Barkley, these guys have really only ever played, mostly, anyway. Barkley's different because he goes back farther, and he did start. That
0: one game against the Jets. Yeah,
1: yeah, which they won big. The other guys, you know, kneel downs, blowouts. Yeah. Are we at a point where you keep going to that department, so to speak, for the backup? Or do you maybe want somebody young? You remember with Brady... The the Patriots got around to drafting backup quarterback Kevin O'Connell is, is one.
0: Ryan Mallett. A lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know when that started. Michael Bishop, even Kansas.
1: Oh, State. that's right.
0: Right. That that's Brady. Right.
1: Kevin uh, O'Connell is the coach of the Vikings. Right. He was one right. of them. So, do you want to? Are we at that point? Maybe where you want to talk about a huh. a day three or day two quarterback.
0: I don't want to talk about a day two quarterback, uh, but day three would maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, Um, but I don't, I don't, you know what, no. I don't think so. Not not right now. I I I'm thinking back to what I said to the like an earlier caller, or it wasn't even a caller. It was you talking about what was on the screen uh, when you got there about trading up for Marvin Harrison Jr. and like trading all like lots of picks. Like I I need picks. I may need I may need to draft a a defensive back in the sixth round or the fifth round that's going to play uh, at some point. And I know that's not ideal. But that that might be where I am, and I don't know. I might want to just keep going with your name here, whoever Kyle Allen. Um, you know, I I don't I don't need to go chase after Trubisky again. That seemed like a good idea. He never had to play. Watching him play in Pittsburgh this year or last year too was like okay, I'm done. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't want to go. I don't want to revisit that. Um, you know, recognize there's gonna be a significant drop off. Whoever we're talking about, you'd think um here, at least initially. I think I'll just I'll just keep going and hope my guy never gets hurt.
1: Maybe Joe Brady has somebody from Carolina or New Orleans that um could was that even maybe Allen? Kyle Allen? I think that might be the, it was con- in Carolina. the
0: connection there.
1: Andy Dalton.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. What about Joe Flacco?
1: Joe Flacco? <laughs> So, Patriot, I want to know this. Patriot mid- to late-round quarterbacks they drafted in the Brady era. Tom Brady uh, in 2000. He counts. Rohan Davey in O okay. two, Yep. Round four. So, they won the Super Bowl in 2001. They trade Bledsoe to the Bills at that draft. And draft... Rohan Davey in, in round four with Brady on the team mm-hmm. after they won a championship. Round four, 2003, Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, my. In round six. This was a pretty good draft. Asante Samuel, Dan Coppin. We met. Were you there? Yeah, yeah. Here, you yeah, and I? Yeah. Dan Coppin, their center? Yeah. Started a long time for New England. Red haired guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like talking to him.
1: So in O two and O they've drafted quarterbacks. 2005, Matt Castle in round seven, and he was in the league a long time. He was here. Uh, 2008 is Kevin O'Connell in round three. Brady would be maybe a little older than Allen is at that point. They've just gone undefeated in 07, and they drafted a quarterback in the third round interesting right mm-hmm yeah 2010 Zach Robinson is that the Zach Robinson that just got hired by the uh he was with the Rams and he went to new offensive coordinator is that the same guy I ZAC don't. that is the same guy holy cow there's no Belichick coaching tree there's a Brady coaching tree <laughs> Kingsbury O'Connell Zach Robinson who just hired Zach Robinson It was kind of a big deal. Atlanta Falcons. Thank you, Atlanta. Right. Okay. I didn't even know he was drafted. He didn't make it, but he was drafted. Um, But here we go again. 2011, Ryan Mallett. That one you mentioned. Round three. They drafted quite a few quarterbacks when Brady was there. Then Garoppolo in the second round, somewhat controversially, in 2014. Brissett in 16. Round three, Brady is still there. Yeah. When that happens, maybe now, now is Garoppolo even traded yet? I don't think so. Because when that that one game against the Bills, when Brady is suspended, um, he couldn't he, play. Brissette
0: had a bad thumb and played.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: he was there. Yeah.
1: 2018, Danny Etling. Uh, 2019, Jarrett Stidham, and now we're sort of post Brady. We get to Matt Jones. Yeah.
0: So I'm wrong about Bishop. Bishop predates that.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, the show has never sounded older right. than you're saying, Michael Bishop on the air. <laughs> well, what does it mean? Like, is is that's there a lot
0: of? I mean, he's Brady's there for 20 years, so it's it's a long time. But that's a lot of quarterbacks.
1: It is. It's a lot of. I mean, dra- it's a lot of draft picks.
0: It's a lot of draft picks. Right, and. You know, they all didn't bust out. I mean I mean bust, not breakout but 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 um you know, Castle was in the league, Garoppolo's had a career, brissettes had a career. Um, you know, most of those other names were just sort of like here and gone, you know? Um
1: But may I don't know, maybe it's time. Maybe it would be kind of fun. Just crack the door open to a quarterback in like round five.
0: go find a guy
1: (laughs) now you need now you got something to do for the weekend you're welcome for next week quarterbacks (laughs) can count in your draft coverage feel free i don't know do you need to do it but what would new england say like in in retrospect did they need to spend all that draft capital on qbs i mean several of those picks were day two picks a few any a couple anyway
0: yeah and like I just said, like some of them, like Matt, I mean, Castle was pretty good for them. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but still they won 11 games that year, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, with him as their QB, say what you will, um, about, you know, game manager and like the strengths of the team, whatever. I mean, but yeah, I mean, may, may, maybe that's maybe that's frustrating to Patriots fans. I don't know. I mean, they, they won so much that it's like, who cares what you did?
1: I know, right? <laughs>
0: kind of, right? Like we have to do? pick it apart. Oh, you should have drafted a linebacker. <laughs> Shut up! They won six Super Bowls, you idiot.
1: <laughs> Everything they did was necessarily fine. Right. When you win, everything's right. good. Yeah.
0: Well, I, 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 um, listen, I'll engage in the conversation. I would. I'm not. I'm not by saying it this way, ruling out them doing it. I. I it could be an idea. And you know, especially if they if they come across a guy, I don't think they should go in thinking we need to find a guy, but if there's a guy they like that is hanging around and it gets to be you know whatever two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, like oh, you know what what the hell uh this might be a better idea than a journeyman veteran um i guess i'd i'd ha- i'd I'd want to listen to it, but boy, I just think they have they have so they've just they need so so much to fill out the roster with this draft class and, and maybe have guys play that they pick on Saturday.
1: I think that's right. I think this is a fun idea and the idea of drafting, if you're talking about the sixth round, they have three picks in the sixth round um, and maybe this gets twisted and I'm not usually here for this point, but maybe they think because they have the extra picks, they would spend one on a quarterback and are you, by doing that Expecting that player, planning on that player being your number two, even that is risky. So, you still might want to have a veteran in, at least in camp as well. Um, And then you see where you end up. But, practice squad, you know, somebody that maybe gets better and you have something, even if it's a trade asset someday. But, probably what makes more sense is not that you would assume your sixth round cornerback is going to play significant snaps for you but you're giving yourself the most chances at finding somebody good because your odds are not great once you get to saturday but you're giving yourself as many chances as you can and that's why you know trade down at a couple more because you you've got to fill a few spots there and just improve your odds that's why yep. you know trading down is is better because you're just yeah. giving yourself more. You can't really predict the draft. Giving yourself more chances uh, to hit.
0: Yeah, and they did get a starting caliber player in the sixth round at cornerback a couple of years ago in Benford. <laughs> so like, so yeah, grab, grab, grab as many as you can grab. Is kind of where I'm at, and I don't, I don't want to say backup quarterback feels like a luxury uh, at this point, but it may, maybe it is. <laughs> this is, maybe it is. I, I can. I because um, really, what are we hoping for anyway? Right. right. Like, if the guy has to go in, what are your expectations? Considering like how, the, the level Allen plays at, <laughs> I mean, just good luck.
1: Yeah, it, I, I would wait too. But someday they'll end up doing it. Yeah. You know, someday probably before Allen is. You know, at, at the end of his contract or feels like mm-hmm. it's just sort of at the end of the road, um, you're going to want to have done this maybe earlier than the the sixth round. 803-0550, you want to talk draft with us? Now is a great time to do it. We're just pretty, pretty casual here. Now, you, you can tell, right, because we're talking about maybe picking a quarterback this year? They kind of give it away. Drake May is falling, Bulldog. I saw it online yesterday.
0: Yeah, well, big trouble.
1: To number two. Our guest earlier, Ryan Fowler, who has a couple of Commander's things in his bio. He didn't mention Washington. I'm not sure he mentioned Washington when he, at the end of our conversation, talked about where you can find him.
0: I saw that as he used to be the host of some Washington stuff uh, in his bio. So maybe that's why he didn't talk about it
1: with us. But he has May to Washington and then Jaden Daniels to New England at three Mike Giardi yesterday thought it. he didn't want to rule out the Patriots doing something different than picking a quarterback at three. It comes, of course. I mean, this is nothing to say. It comes down to their evaluation of the guy, and I think Daniels might be somebody where there's a pretty good split
0: mm-hmm.
1: on what people see um, in terms of fantasy. Like a lot of the rankings I've looked at are fantasy rankings, and fantasy loves him.
0: He's the runner. He, he is the runner of the three guys. Yeah, Williams, really, not much at all. It, I mean, earlier, like maybe his first year, if you look at his college stats, like his rushing totals decreased year over year and really fell off this year especially. Um, May runs a lot, uh, but Daniels is like the the guy for that in this draft, at least at the top end.
1: Do you have any uh, thoughts on some of the back and forth so far on Caleb Williams, like Merrill Hodge yeah. at the Super Bowl, really talked him down. And he, he said he watched six of his games.
0: Yeah. Three last year, three this year. So he said, he's not all the way through the evaluation and then went, went, went ahead and said what he said. But he
1: just yeah. blasted him. Like he is not special. He said that a few times. He is not special. Yep. All right. Wow. Great. Thanks. Thanks for your, your comments. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. That's that's unusual. That Most of what I've, I mean, I've seen him play, but really a lot of football people are just in love with him. Yeah. The, the talent. And maybe you saw this too. Daniel Jeremiah talking about Williams responding to Merrill Hodge.
0: Yes, I did see that. And he's
1: like, and this is totally right, but it's easy to say, I think it's it can be harder to do, when you're in one of those jobs, when you're a GM, you you are shooting for the ceiling. The ceiling is the point. You are watching Patrick Mahomes and a few other guys like Allen play at a level. Think of the Dolphins. Tua is a high first-round pick. He's pretty good. He's accurate. His his timing throws are really nice.
0: But now if you got to pay him like the other guys are getting paid, you've you got to wonder if it's worth it.
1: This year was a really... I think, just like with the bills and the chiefs maybe, think of the Dolphins and the bills mm-hmm. like i I was saying it we, we talked leading up to that week eighteen game. This is the game where we're we'll find out if any of the 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 great credit Miami got all season means anything because after all that, they might end up losing the division and having them go on the road and what happened I mean they they they, they earned a pretty cruel fate. They lose that game, a, a tough game to the bills, end up falling out of first place, and then have, they have to go play a negative 20 winchills right. you know, on a short week, by the way, from a Sunday night to a Saturday at, at Kansas City. like that, that's a tough draw. But still, like they would they would come out of that season, I think I would, if I were the, a, a dolphins' you know guy, just being like, was that our ceiling when it comes to Buffalo and the mm-hmm. AFC, right? Was that as good as we can do? And so, you know, you you have you want the floor, too. But you want Williams to resemble Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like, that's, that's why you pick him. That's why you pick him and trade Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields is not Patrick Mahomes. And Caleb Williams might not be either, but he might come close. And so...
0: And you're th- less certain that he can't do it, whereas you're more certain that Fields you're not certain fields can't be a good player in the league, but you're pretty certain he's not Mahomes after yeah, three years. Totally. Whereas Williams, you, 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 you know, you're, yeah, shoot for the stars. Yeah. Like I, I would, yeah, I've been paying attention to this. I, I, you know, I, I, I respect Hodge. I mean, he's the, have you seen the clip on Manziel? I think, I think the other clip, the Daniel Jeremiah clip you mentioned, he even references. Yeah. It. Um, so like he's, you know, he's 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 had, he's had some moments going against the grain and maybe that's his brand, I don't know. Um and that's why he's where he is on who knows. Uh I I mean, I I wouldn't let it stop me from picking him one overall at all. Um you know, is it a guarantee he's Mahomes or even close? No. But who who's got a better shot at it in this draft or even in the last few drafts? I don't think there's anybody. Like he's 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 got a he's got to look at it. So I'd pick him in a second. Um, I'm I'm a little I'm intrigued by Daniels. I'm a little scared about May, and I and I can't really even put my finger on why. Um, I just I, I so I, I, I you know I, I haven't even watched the six games that Merrill Hodge watched. Uh, but I'm a little I'm a little leery uh, of that. Um, but Williams I would take in a second.
1: Football guys comp, which I just always have up, of May is to Roethlisberger, of Daniels is to Watson, and of Williams is to Rodgers. Comps are fun.
0: Those are pretty good. Th-
1: <laughs> thanks to those of you pointing out that the Bills drafted Jake Fromm in uh, 2020. So this year, if they were to oh, do it, this right. wouldn't be the first time.
0: They already did pick. Yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, four Four drafts ago, fifth round. In 2020, Fromm played a little bit for the Giants. Uh, the following year, I'm not sure if he's in the league now. I guess maybe Washington for Fromm. Not sure. 803. 0550. We'll look for your calls after the update. Mike Chop the Bulldog WGR.
2: For wherever the Bills want to do late in the first round, whether it is beef up wide receiver, whether it is add some big bulk in the middle on the defensive line, and a guy like devondre Sweat or a Byron Murphy from Texas as well, if he's if he's there. I think they're in a good spot to get a guy not just to come in and wear a jersey like Mozzie Smith did for the Cowboys this year, but a good guy that can produce as well.
1: Good answer there, I thought. Ryan Fowler, our guest today from Bleacher Report, on potential defensive line candidates in round one, he said, I wrote it down so I know, I have it. If Byron Murphy were available to the Bills at pick 28, they should take him. If it's Tavondre Sweat, they should pass. Sweat was the guy Cody Carpentier was hot for at the senior right. bowl.
0: Yeah. He's the more big bodied guy. That's why I asked the follow up about the style of player you're looking at there. Um, you know, more of a at Oliver type or more of a space eater type. And I feel like the space eater types I feel I think I've heard Chris Trapaso say this too. Like you probably don't want to use premium assets on those that style of guy.
1: also specialists. <clears throat>
0: yep. There's also to me like I know they're going to need guys there. Uh, obviously, they they got to fill out, they got to you know, they 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 only have a handful of guys as uh, as holdovers coming back and some of them barely played this year. So they they're, they're going to need players there. But it's a rotational position for them. And that and I know a lot of teams do that. And it doesn't mean you don't need good players there, but man, like I, I just I'm 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 picking a guy to say it, it, if I draft a guy that's the penetrating type, that's like an Ed Oliver type. I just paid Ed Oliver. I, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm playing Ed Oliver sixty percent of the time. I'm drafting a guy in the first round to play forty percent of the snaps. Like what am I doing here? I'm not. I I'm I struggling with that whereas I'm drafting a receiver to replace Gabe Davis. I mean, if that's a, if that ends up being a true plug-and-play scenario, that's 90% or more of the snaps on offense.
1: Right. I, I agree. Steven is next. Hi, Steven.
0: Hey, guys. How's it going today? Great. Thank you.
2: Um, I just want to say I enjoy the show every day, listen to it after I teach the kids every day. Um, I got two questions for you guys. Well, two things. Okay. The first thing, funny, is I'm actually a Miami Dolphin fan, but you guys brought up your favorite Bills moment in the last five years. Um, fortunately, I was at that playoff game. It was the perfect game, and that was just like the stamp there to like close the division out. It's wide open now. I mean, obviously, Buffalo's had its rain on it the last few years, but that was just a cool moment to end that dynasty forever. And then my second question is, Bills don't have Gabe Davis. Their cornerbacks are getting older, Radavius White, and then they have the safety issue. How would you order the order they should draft with receiver, corner, and safety? I'll hang up and listen.
1: Okay, Steven. I mean, that depends somewhat on what the strength of the draft is, but at corner is bigger. Like corner, they they have, they might have, a starting position or two open at safety where they might they might be looking at their depth chart in a little bit of a tougher spot where they do have Douglas and Benford and maybe Trey White at corner. So maybe corner's less a position of need.
0: And, and if Elam, I mean, Elam's a big piece in that, I think. If they can count on him at all, which I don't know if they can.
1: That is at best a project, right? Isn't it? Yeah. At yep. best. So I'm kind of past him, but you're right. He's a name. He's part of it. Um, I think corner is the more important position, but the Bills might need safety more when we get there.
0: I agree. I, um, I would go far enough to say I would not prioritize corner. That doesn't mean they won't pick one uh, or who knows, maybe even two. They've got ten picks. It is an important position. Um, but we'll see. What, it, what does it cost to retain Dane Jackson? Um, that might be a very modest free agent that you can keep and that gives you even more help there. Um, I, I, I think given the financial situation and the medical situation, the, the move is to cut Trey white. And I, I don't, I, that doesn't feel good, uh, to say, but I'm not counting on him. I'd sooner count on Elam at this point than white. Um, just because of the of the money and the injuries, um, I'm I'm really concerned about that. They'd know better what his recovery timeline is and what what even his headspace is um, about, you know, getting back and and you know being a significant contributor. But boy, I, I think given their cap situation, that could be a tough one. They would and
1: save that, six million.
0: Uh, yeah, right. And that and that could change um, their plan, and that could change my opinion about prioritizing corner. Two, with Jackson being a free agent on top of that. So we'll have to see what they do there. But um, that's why I mentioned. I feel like Elam. If if they have reason to feel decent about Elam, um I'm not saying you have to trust that, but they they might not prioritize corner given their other needs.
1: But it's not likely that they are feeling good about Elam. I would. Would you push back on that? I mean, he he was literally inactive. Uh, yeah. who, who knows to what extent he was hurt? I mean, they did put him on IR. He hopefully he had some injury for them to do that, but really just never got into a place where he hel- where he helped the Bills. So Sal had the theory that one of their coaching hires to hire a cornerbacks coach, what they didn't have, might be with Elam in mind. So you know, there, there's no reason for them really to give up entirely uh, with his contract and everything. You know, you just want you want to give yourself the time that you have to try to get there with him. But I, I think it would be a surprise if he got to a point where he was reliable and the only way he's going to play anything significant is if he is, um, that'll be interesting to watch. Let's go to Paul next. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mike.
2: Uh, I think what we could do pretty much solves all our problems. Plus free us up for 2025 is grab two safeties and a wide receiver for 15 million or less in a free agency. Uh, get rid of four of the receivers, just keep Shakir. Um, And then the the other four receivers only put up 2,170 yards. I think it's safe to say that Shakir and Kincaid can put up 300 yards more than last year, which knocks that number down to 1,870. So that frees up six guys for the four receiver positions of free agent, shorter, Hamler, and the three rookies. And then trade our 2025 pick to get back into the late first, early second. So that gives us five picks in the first ninety-nine picks.
1: How are you moving on from Stefan Diggs?
2: Uh, Second-round pick. You're trading him. You can t- trade tra- trade him to the Bears. The Bears can move down a few times off their number nine pick and get down to thirty-five. Then, and you know, they got that. They got the Caleb Williams contract where they're. They and, got like you're, 70, you're, you're, you're and you're playing for the
0: for, and you're playing for the thirty-one million dollars in debt money. Is what exactly?
2: Yeah, yeah it's only it only cost you three. only three or four million more than it cost you today at twenty-seven million. You know.
1: Right, but he's not on the team. He's not on the team. No. Um, right, but, but your first-round pick is. I, I, Of course. I got it. Uh, well,
2: I yeah, Like I said, you're, you're only trying to replace 2,170 yards for those four guys, which is peanuts.
1: I know, but you're talking about trying to win a Super Bowl with Justin Shorter and K.J. Hamler. Like, okay, you're going to have a rookie, maybe two.
2: Well, only four of those six guys need to come through.
1: You're yeah. only trying to fill four spots. I, I don't know. For, for me, the Bills have way more credibility uh, with Diggs on the team. But look, I mean it's not unanimous. Yep. his play where I, I, I don't disrespect the take that the Bills should move on from Diggs. It's better the caller did. You sort of have it figured out mm-hmm. financially, the caller did. The the prop the, the biggest hang up, I think, with Diggs, I would say, is not his attitude or whatever he thinks of Allen or any of that stuff we talk about. It's that the Bills have not gotten anything from him in their biggest games. The playoff game, he dropped a critical pass. One of the hugest plays Kansas City got away with on their way to a Super Bowl was the digs drop. The, the luck chart had the two biggest mm-hmm. luck plays for Kansas City, being that play and the bass miss <laughs> that followed it. Like He had a small game when they needed him the most. And the same thing happened last year. He's had a lot of good games. I'm not ignoring that. But everything this year is going to be about how do the Chiefs win and the Bills lose? And the Niners and the Ravens and other teams in Dallas can ask themselves the same questions. That's what everybody has to figure out. What do they do right that we don't? And Travis Kelsey had a year where it was kind of pretty close to unanimous. People thought maybe this is kind of the end for the elite Travis Kelsey. Not that he will retire. But he's not producing like he used to. And then the playoffs came around, and what happened? He Mad. he was awesome in all four games. He was huge for them. That's what, like, I'm not saying Diggs isn't great. I want to say, like, that's that's great players. Diggs mm-hmm. is a great player. But several times, the, the, the Bills' I, identity is not the word I want. The, the Bills right now are a team seen as come up short in the playoffs. Great regular season team, not Kansas City or even Cincinnati in the playoffs. That's their rep. And Diggs has contributed to that. And he might think that it's not his fault. That one pass is tough for that take, but, you know, there's other factors. The coordinator, play calling the quarterback, pass protection in the Bengal game. He makes that one move with his hands. Allen is under pressure on that play, doesn't even know it. Just... The bottom line is he has not given them much in the games where they've needed him the most. And it's that that makes me want to be, be willing to listen to mm-hmm. the Bills should move on. Because I'm not going to assume he's going to put up the same numbers. He's 30. Like, I wouldn't assume that. It's possible, but I wouldn't assume it.
0: But I would assume he's going to be more productive than K.J. Hamler or Justin Shorter or... Maybe even the rookies, the Bills, could replace them with. Uh, I still would. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that, I appreciate that. Um, and it's right. There is only a $3 million difference between the dead number and what you're paying him. So, the, the, you know, if you wanted to do it, you could find your way to it. Um, I just don't think in a, in a in a window where they're still thinking about – they'd have to be thinking about going full-on Chiefs, like who are your receivers, basically. And that means not and not even, like, MVS or Juju like last year. Like, you're just – you are starting over. And that just seems hard to comprehend them doing.
1: Yeah, to me. yeah. Me, that's that's what I think, too. I mean, Shakir's okay. Kincaid is interesting. You know, he's promising at a good rookie season. Uh, their offense is still weird for me, no matter what they do with the Davis role. Like, it's – Knox is – Knox is one of the highest paid players they've got. What is, is he just going to sit so they can get Shakir on on the field in the slot and Kincaid's their number one pick? Like, Knox has to fit into that. I doubt they cut him because of his, his salary numbers. So you want Shakir on the field. You want Kincaid on the field. I think they're going to end up wanting Knox on the field in some way. And so, okay, I'm at two tight ends again, or I'm having one of those guys come off. It doesn't have to be every play. I'm not saying every play. Mm-hmm. Um, it leads me, as we've talked about, and we'll certainly do more of it, to a place where I think they will be the run-heavy team they were at the end of the season. Because I think their personnel will lead them to that. It's going to be hard to fill the the Davis role you know, with someone... like I like Hollywood Brown, but they might not be able to, to do that right. uh, financially. Or a rookie is, is a hard sell for that. I, and they won the other way. So I bet there's a name running back that's new to this team, that'll cost less than even Hollywood Brown um, to go with Cook and make them a little bit more multidimensional, you know, a better Murray, a better Murray in the backfield, and that'll kind of be the, the Bills. And Allen can still win them games, you know? I think, I think, that's, what, I think that's where we're headed. Circumstances dictate it, and they had success. 803-0550 for your calls. Thank you Paul. We'll look for more of you at, on the on the phones. <laughs> How phone? more of you on, you on the phones phone? <laughs> <What? laughs> right, what, what, can anybody see over there? are there more of you on the phones? <laughs> I told you my brain's already off for, the, for next week. I, my brain went to Boston early. Mike Cho and the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. We have Niagara basketball tonight. Following our show, the Bandits are on the bet fifteen twenty at Halifax six thirty. Sabers at Wild tomorrow. First ever meeting, first ever trip to Minnesota mm. since the North Stars days when they had those cool seats and Lou Nanny and Luna and the Met Center, yep. where seats were alternately white, yellow, or green, like maybe mm-hmm. in the whole arena.
0: That's how I remember it. I, mean, I, I never set foot in there, but that's what it looked like on TV.
1: I have never been to Minnesota, other than like the, uh, connecting through the airport to go to. No. We, we, when we'd go to Edmonton, we'd go through Minnesota, but I've never been there. Like that's I a spent, miss for me.
0: Yeah, I spent a weekend there a few summers ago, summer of twenty one, I guess that would have been. Um, yeah. Yeah, North American Hockey League had their top prospects tournament there and their playoff finals, the the semifinals and the final game uh were all near Minneapolis. Uh, we flew in there and spent a weekend there. That was fun.
1: Was the coldest winter you ever endured a summer in Minneapolis?
0: <laughs> no, uh no, I can't say that. It was it was hot and humid and even the day we were we were leaving on a sunday well a monday morning uh sunday afternoon into sunday evening there was the sky was a color honest to god if like spaceships had come down and aliens started raining out of the sky it would not have been a shock The, the, the sky was like this dark greenish, hellacious looking color. Like, oh my God. You mean like a,
1: a storm was yeah, coming? Yeah, storms. Big storms. Like yes.
0: Big, big, thunder, like nasty-ass storms.
1: I describe one time I was in Nebraska like that. The color, I'd never seen a, this particular <laughs> yeah. sky color before. And I don't know if, it ended up being tornadoes. I don't think so, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I wonder if it's sort of the same principle, just like in the Midwest, yeah. it can be. There was,
0: there was some threat. There was some threat of tornadoes. We were flying, in, you know, Monday morning from Minneapolis to Chicago and then home uh, from Chicago, and the weather, it, like all around, like I was really nervous. I did not sleep a lick Sunday night into Monday morning. <laughs> Because just I, I'm watching the weather, t- turning it off. I'm looking at my phone, like, you know, all these tornado watches, severe thunderstorm, flights, are flights going to be delayed, all this stuff, I'm just like all this anxiety. It was fine. It was sunny. Yeah. This <laughs> is totally fine. Uh, I mean, I don't know how challenging it was for the pilots, but I, I don't remember it being like an uncomfortable, scary flight, either, either to Chicago or from Chicago to Buffalo. But that Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening was just, Oh
1: God! boy! I have a lot a lot of memories coming back to me right now. Just I'm better on planes than I have been for a long time, but I still have like the night before issues when we 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 had to get up to leave Seattle last summer at like two thirty in the morning.
0: That's what we did when we left Vancouver this past September five, five o'clock flight, yep,
1: and just had to get you know the whole family up yep. into the airport. <laughs> And that the day before, I just just paralyzed by it, like just having to get up that early. I could also sleep oversleep, whatever. But who am I kidding? I'm not going to sleep at all. Right. Um, lots of lots of interesting memories. Okay, time out for a break. We will look for your calls again after the update. Eight oh three oh five fifty. The Sabers reportedly are going to open next year in Europe, and we'll have that and more as we continue. Mike Show and the Bulldog WGR.